Are you okay? <laughs> I'm just waiting on you. you. The fucking camera turned off. Whatever, so I wanted dude. to turn back I'm on. I'm going to leave that in, too. Because Good. fucking all you hear is beep, beep. Fucking bitch. <laughs> trying to make me look like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I'll set this up. <coughs> Watch that camera not even be look focused at me. It's like looking out the fucking door. No, it's right on you. We'll see. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Coming up on the Man Cave Podcast. There you go. All right, bitch. And the, like, the way you pointed out to me the other day about how I always say try like I'm trying to do something or you know I'm trying when somebody says oh I see you doing this yeah I'm trying I only really use that terminology when I'm referring to myself like I have friends that you know that are starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel I always say oh yeah they're starting a YouTube channel I never say yeah they're trying to start a YouTube channel right right uh it's just because if I say try then there's the idea that I am giving it an effort, but if I fail, that's okay. Made, made it an effort to also tell Alina's my goal because I need her to understand not to be like, hey, I made a cake today. Oh, I'm going to make cookies. Hey, do you want a hoagie? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like I want to be in, a, in an environment that's going to help support that goal. And I think that's super important as well. Your brain in those situations thinks that it's protecting you, <laughs> which is fucking stupid because protecting me from that situation means I stay broke. How the fuck am I protecting myself by not making money? One of the articles that I was looking up for this exact conversation basically talked about where the fear of failure stems from. In mm -hmm. most cases, it's um, having a parent who's unsupportive. Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. I have such an amazing voice, actually. Yeah, you do. Actually. Yeah. Welcome like back it. to the Man Cave Podcast, everybody. This is your host Larry Brown, bringing you the weekly juice. And here you go. I'm wide open. Here you go. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I'm wide open. Oh, oh wrong one. Yeah, I, I actually right. did press the wrong one. Yeah. Hey, let's just let that rock out, day. right? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Larry, I like being in here with you. You know, I, I, weeks go by and I start missing you more and more. Must have been going crazy then because I ain't been texting you like usually. And that really bothers me. I know. I'd be like, if I send four text messages and Larry doesn't respond, I'm like, I'm sad. <laughs> like, what, did I do something wrong? Did I say something? Why is Larry ignoring me? And then I pass that phase very quickly. No, you don't. And then I go, fuck him then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess he's too busy. And you put your phone down, go back to work. Yep. yep. And then I get like the bing on my phone. I'm like, oh, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> is, that how, is that how I make you feel? She's not listening. Yeah, she don't give a fuck. It's all good. Fucking TikTok over there. Uh, every night before bed. Yeah. Alina does the same thing. Very and I'm here, and then I gotta get stuck watching whatever Eli wants to watch. And if I pull my phone out, why are you always on your phone? I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, you want to get into it? Yeah, Tell the, the people what this episode is about today? 100%. So I think it's important and it's about damn time for us men to have a conversation around failure and why we actually fear failure. Mm-hmm. And I came up with this idea in part because I'm getting ready to get married and you are clearly having a roadblock with something that we've talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, I'm just going to ask you flat out, Mm -hmm. you know, you've talked about getting into stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you've shared with me, if you can be vulnerable here with all our viewers. Of course. um, You've shared with me that you're a little hesitant about doing stand-up. Yeah. I think it comes down to the idea that, like, the idea of a dream Mm -hmm. is fun, right? But once you start chasing it, it's hard work. And if you fail at that, then you know that you failed at that. You know, the that if you would have never tried it, the idea of I could have done that is always more fun than knowing that I tried it and it didn't work out. Is so, it more fun? I think so. Because people can just, I think people like to tell, oh, I could have did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I could do stand-up. I'm funny. Yeah. Right? But they never tried it. And the never trying it uh, prevents the heartbreak of, the idea that maybe you're not funny. But wouldn't it be better for you to actually know? Uh, you would think, right? I mean, everybody is brutal honesty in that way better than living in your own bubble. It's more fun to be in your little bubble. That's a good point. Uh, right? Because if I, my thing is, is that, yeah, I really want to do it. But once I'm up there and I start throwing jokes out, and no one's laughing. All I'm going to think is, fuck, I'm not as funny as I thought I was. Right? And then I'll try it again. Maybe try different delivery. Try different jokes. And if it doesn't hit, then yeah, I'm just not as funny as I thought I was. Do, do you feel like you can't be successful at it? Is that like a, is that a thing for you? Do you worry about that? Um, I do worry about that because uh, from what I hear from people that are in the comedy space, you know, like a lot of the people that I'm fans of. They always say that once you start comedy, you don't stop comedy. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't be in and out of it. You have to be in it 100%, right? And these guys that are invested in it are at these clubs uh, every night or five times a night, you know, because they're trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to get recognized. They're trying to have people at the club know who they are, be able to give them the spot, right, so that they can go up there and work their material and get better at it. Uh, How am I supposed to do that? You know, like I said, I have a full-time job. I have kids. Um, For me to go four or five times a night to a comedy club and try to do my thing, now I'm leaving my wife with the kids four times a night, five times a night. You know what I mean? And it's like, what am I supposed to tell her? Well, I'm chasing a dream. You know, she's not going to be. She's going to be like, what? No, come home. Yeah. You know? Uh, You know, I hear you saying that, and I I think that when – people are like afraid to do something. They come up with reasons as to why they can't do it. And even when we had uh, John on the episode, he was talking about lifting weights. You were like, you know, I got to go drive. And these are all like real things. These are roadblocks, obviously. What if you looked at it differently though? Like, so that's when we thought about, or this episode, I was actually thinking that the fear of failure is a double-edged sword in the way that it can prevent you from doing something or it can motivate you to keep going. 
because it, the fear of failure, if I've already started, is going to keep me motivated to not fail, yeah. right? Like you're a businessman, right? You work for yourself. You're a realtor. Uh, you have to have a fear of failure because your failure means you're not eating, you're not getting money, right? So you have to have a fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think um, in your situation, though, you have done a great job of providing for your family. And instead of thinking about it like, oh, I can't do this because this or this, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to think outside the box, which is what you're great at. So instead of maybe, like, maybe you can't do it the traditional way, but times are different. People are blowing up on social media from doing comedy. Yeah. So maybe that can be your, you know, your um, fat black pussycat or comedy club type of thing. You you do your thing on social media, mm-hmm. practice your sets, see how it's received, even though obviously it's not the same thing as working a live crowd. Yeah. But you shorten yourself because if you let, if you let this, you know, your current circumstances kind of dictate the rest of your life, you'll never really know who you could ultimately be. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's always a thing, right? It's like, do you gamble on yourself for the potential of like creating something better for your kids or for yourself? Yeah. Right. Taking a chance to see if something you've always wanted to do, if you had the skills to do it. Um, But I think when it comes to me, I have a lot of self-doubt in a lot of things. Me too. And the like the way you pointed out to me the other day about how I always say try, like I'm trying to do something or, you know, I'm trying when somebody says, oh, I see you doing this. Yeah, I'm trying. I only really use that terminology when I'm referring to myself. Like I have friends that you know that are starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel. Yeah. I always say, oh, yeah, they're starting a YouTube channel. I never say, yeah, they're trying to start a YouTube channel. Right. Right. Uh it's just because if I say try, then there's the idea that I am giving it an effort. But if I fail, that's okay. Because you... you I tried. Yeah. You've kind of like set the stage for like, oh, I, it could work or it could not work. Yeah. Giving yourself an out. Yeah. And then when it comes to something that I know is going to take hard work, right? I have the self-doubt that I don't have the capability to put in that amount of work to get the outcome that can be had if you put the work in. The example that you gave with John with the gym. Uh, I've always struggled with my weight. It's hard work to lose weight and get into shape and continue being in shape. In the past, I've lost weight. Sure, I've done intermittent fasting. Right before the wedding, I lost about 30 pounds. And then I went on vacation, honeymoon, and just just stopped. I never continued it. Yeah. Uh, Because it's hard work, right? And I thought that I was done because the wedding was over. And then now I'm in the position where I'm trying is what I was about to say. Because it's it's a hard thing to break out of. Yeah. But now I'm back in the gym. I went in there this week multiple times, making sure that I'm in a caloric deficit. Right. And I usually don't advertise when I'm trying to lose weight, when I'm in the gym again or when I'm dieting. Because if I don't tell anybody that I'm doing this and then I fail, nobody even knew that I was doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So I'm putting an effort now to make it public. Like, oh, yeah, I'm in the gym. I'm doing this. I'm going to lose weight. I gave myself a goal because now my fear of failure in front of other people is going to keep me motivated to keep going. Yeah. That's accountability. Yeah. It's like, man, 
like, and that's what I was trying to say. That's what I was saying. Now you got me. Yeah, well, you try. Yeah. You try to say yeah. <laughs> that, That's what I was saying to you was like, language is so powerful, mm-hmm. bro. And when you say something, you give it life, which is why people say like, oh, don't, don't say negative things to me. Like, cause you're fucking up my energy or I don't want you putting that juju out there. Mm-hmm. Because when you say things, they have the tendency to come true. So when you tell people, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to lift weights, I'm going to lose weight, you are setting the stage for expectation. And people are looking at you like, all right, let's see if he really is going to follow through with it. Mm -hmm. But now you have to because you got a bunch of motherfuckers looking at you like, is it real? Or are you just, you know, full of shit? Yeah, and if I fail, right... I lose their respect in that way where it's like, oh, this guy had a goal that he gave himself and he couldn't succeed it because it was too hard. Is that what you think? Yeah. Let me pitch it to you like this. There's really no such thing as failure. And I say that even though I, I daily fight with the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as failure because, well, there's two types of failure. The first failure is, it's a lesson, right? You go to the gym. Maybe you don't lose the weight that you wanted to lose in the first six months. Mm-hmm. But it's only really a failure if you quit. Yeah. So the first type of failure is I didn't, I didn't hit my goals. What did I do wrong? There's a lesson in that. There's something for you to take away from that. The other one is I gave up completely. Mm-hmm. That type of failure is the only one that really counts. The other shit, like, so what if people look at you and say, oh, you didn't really lose the weight that you. Yeah. So what? I think people will look at you and respect you because you're fucking human, mm-hmm. and people know how hard it is to get in shape. Like I've been telling Abby for months, like, yo, I'm I'm going back to the gym, and I will start, and then pr- prioritize other shit. When really, like, I can I can if I sit and think about it long enough, I'm just not taking the time out to do the shit that matters. Yeah. So I come up with all types of other things to do prior to going to the fucking gym, to when it's time for me to go to the gym, I don't fucking feel like it. Mm-hmm. Now I've got the ultimate excuse. I yeah. worked all day. I've been running around the fucking city all day. When I, If I just go to the fucking gym as soon as I get up in the morning, I don't have to worry about none of that. Mm-hmm. So, and, it's, and it's crazy how your brain works against itself because you set a goal, you want to do something, and the whole time your brain is telling you, like, man, you don't really got to do this. Yeah. And you don't realize why you're saying it. It's because you're afraid of either one, letting yourself down, letting other, letting other people down, or you don't really know how to do it, which is kind of like dealing with shame. So yeah. it's a little bit different from failure, I think, but probably in that same realm. Mm-hmm. And um, you brought up earlier about me having a fear of failure as being a realtor. Like that was there from day one. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did I get licensed in 2016? So I was 25, 26 years old. And I didn't know the first fucking thing about selling homes. You know what I'm saying? And you were there. You were, yeah. you, you watched me fail a fucking test three times working mm-hmm. at vitamin shop. And I thank God because I think the only thing, my superpower is, my ability to move forward regardless of the situation, right? So I failed the test three times. I'm I'm scared to death to even go into this career because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. 
but I know that the only way for me to get over that is to do it. And that's what I think you've done by going to the gym, right? Is you don't really know what the end result looks like, yeah. but you'll never know until you face it head on. Yeah. And the hardest thing to get your mind out of is comparing yourself to yeah. shit that you shouldn't even be comparing yourself yeah. to. Like, you know, you go, now that I am going to the gym, right? And I see these guys like, I was with John and my man squatted 625 while I was there. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I could never squat 625, right? right? I see a guy over there benching 225, which is like the goal for a lot of guys is to bench 225. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, right? And then I put in the amount of workout or the effort. You know, John's like, all right, do this and I do this. And I always put 100% when I'm there. Like, when I go to the gym, I'm at the gym and I give 100%. The hardest part for me is getting to the fucking gym. Because yeah. uh, it's like, dude, it's fucking four. Kids are about to be picked up. Like, I could just do other shit, yeah. get things done. But I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the gym because I told myself this is what I was going to start doing. But then it's like, I'll get home. Right. And I just put like this whole week, I put a lot, like I said, made sure I was in a caloric deficit, watched what I ate. Right. Uh, went to the gym and made, made it an effort to also tell Alina's my goal, yeah. because I need her to understand not to be like, hey, I made a cake today. Oh, I'm going to make cookies. Hey, do you want a hoagie? You know what I mean? Like you want to be supportive. Exactly. Yeah. Like I want to be in a in an environment that's gonna help support that goal. Yeah. And I think that's super important as well. Yeah. Um, and people getting in shape or losing weight, it's very, I think you fail a lot because of that. Like you're in a house where you're the only one making an effort to do it. Right. Everybody, you know, she just ordered pizza, wings, and cheesesteaks, and you're just like, I guess I didn't really eat what I eat today, so the pizza's right there. Yeah. And then there you go, you're eating pizza. Yeah. And your head is, oh, it's just today. Yeah. And then tomorrow you ate a sandwich. It's like you're not supposed to, you just fall into the cycle all over again. Yeah. So that's why I made it an effort to tell Alina's. And Alina's, you know, she's not dieting with me, so it, it is hard for her to break that habit as well, right. where... We're in the car, and she just opened a bag of chips or something. She's like, oh, you want some? I'm like, no, I'm good. Or, like, uh, she'll be making food, and she's like, oh, how hungry are you? And I'm like, that's irrelevant. Give me the portions that I'm supposed to have. Yeah. You know, like, in her head, she's like, oh, just give him a big plate of food, and he'll eat as much as he wants, yeah. which is not the right thing. Like, you, I, I need to change my way of thinking with food is not so much – I think I saw it as like entertainment, right? Like, you know, this is fun. I'm eating food. And I start, I need to see it as more like as su like sustainability, right? The other day when I, my first day in the gym, I ate completely incorrectly. Like I didn't break, uh, I didn't start eating till around 11. And I broke it that fast with like a quick protein shake. And then I had uh, ham and cheese on wheat bread, and then I didn't eat anything else. And I had that sandwich around like 12 or 1. And then went to the gym. At what, 5, 6? Uh, like 5 o'clock. And worked out with John super hard. And I felt like I was going to black the fuck out on my way home. Because <laughs> I didn't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that yeah. way. Uh, and I 
was like, dude, I can never fucking do that again. Yeah. Um, so it's just like planning and seeing what works, what doesn't work, and just sticking to it. What are you What are you telling yourself when you're on your way to the gym? I'm curious. Um, not really anything about the gym. No. You know, if I'm driving there, I'm already on my way. Like the idea that I'm going to work out has already been in my head. Um, and it's not like I'm afraid or anything. So it's like, I don't really think about it until I get there. I feel like if I'm at work all day, I am thinking about like, fuck, today sucked. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to go home. And then I get in the car and it's like, you have that fork in the road of left home, right goes to the gym. And then that's when I'm like, let's go fucking right. If I hit that right and I'm on the way, I don't even think about it anymore. In my head, I'm already in the gym. Okay. I'll ask that because I remember the first time I started door knocking, which is going to like house to house, introducing myself, having conversations with the neighbors and shit like that. And this was years ago. So at the time, I'm still like, I look kind of young. I'm not as big as I am now. Barely had facial hair. Mm-hmm. Definitely had a low cut. So I look like a, a kid, basically, like a, a older kid. And I'm just thinking to myself the whole time I'm doing it, like, man, these people don't want to talk to me. Like, yeah. like I, I'm fresh into this business. If they say something that I don't know how to respond to, I'm going to look like a fucking fool. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going through all of these motions as I'm doing this shit. And now that I'm older and I can look back on it, it's basically that fear of failure, right? Take Like hijacking my brain. Yeah. And what I've learned is that your brain in those situations thinks that it's protecting you, <laughs> which is fucking stupid because protecting me from that situation means I stay broke. How the fuck am I protecting myself by not making money? Mm-hmm. I'm protecting myself from embarrassment or I'm protecting myself from, from failing at something, but really I'm trapping myself and like, I, I realize now that the only way to kind of overcome that thing for me is one learning. If I learn new skills before I like, if I learn as much as I can about something before I go to do it, I feel confident. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I can do this. And the other thing is just doing it. So my, and it's funny, my coach who came out with me one time, it's the accountability thing that you talked about earlier. Um, having her out there with me, made it easier for me because I was like, all right, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing, but if I fail, like she's here to back me up so I can at least kind of like get the practice that I need and have somebody here who knows what the fuck they're doing. And eventually like I'll, I'll kind of get over it. And I think the hardest thing for, for a lot of people is not doing those two things. Right. So I have friends who talk about starting businesses and shit like that. And it's always just like you said earlier. It's a goal. It's a dream. So they enjoy talking to me about it because they know I'm somebody. I've started businesses. I've done things. So they're like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about starting this gold business or I'm thinking about um, starting this weed business, whatever the fuck it is. But I don't hear any, like, plans as to how you're going to get to there. Start it, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're just mulling it over in your head all fucking day. And you're never taking actual steps to get there. Yeah. So for people in those situations, I think if they, number one, 
like go and get educated as much as they can about the topic. It'll make it easier to take steps towards it. And then two, I think you got to have a plan because until you know where you want to go, you'll never fucking get there. And that's, that's uh, like something I pride myself on now is knowing my numbers as far as like work is concerned. That was something I struggled with a lot. So with real estate, we're supposed to track conversations and, clients that we've like worked with and houses we sold and all of that shit and for the longest i was just somebody like i'm just going to do the work i don't give a fuck about all it but as i got older and i got more wise i realized like not tracking those things means i don't know how much money i'm making or how much money i'm going to make or where the fuck the business is coming from so i have no idea where the fuck i'm going and what ends up happening is (laughs) you realize like oh shit like um, I'm basically failing. And then you regress back to step one, which is like, am I even capable of doing this? Mm-hmm. So you you got to have like those kinds of things in place in order to make sure whatever progress you've made, you continue to make. So like earlier when you were talking about setting up an environment at home, same shit. Like if you don't put yourself in a position to win with these little things, you're going back to square one mm-hmm. because – You've gone your whole fucking life with certain habits and it's harder to break. There's a saying that my coach had, uh, the chains of habit are too, too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Which is like in plain English, it's, you don't, you don't realize how hard it is to stop doing something until it's time to stop fucking yeah. doing it. Yeah, it's funny, like, when you mentioned, uh, like, when we had a minor conversation when we had, um, what's his name? The financial advisor? Oh, Rob. Rob. Uh, and he kind of discussed people having a fear of failure yeah. on that episode. And when we shared the clip on social media, a lot of what people were like, well, I don't have a fear of failure. I just don't want to be homeless. Right? I don't want to pursue a career. Like, I don't want to start a business and then be fail. And go bankrupt and now I lose my house. I'm like, no, that's a fear of failure. And also it's bad strategizing on your part if you're going to just quit your day job to pursue this career or whatever business you want to start without any planning and slowly getting into it. Right. Right. Like if me and you with this podcast was like, yo, let's quit our jobs and start podcasting. That's stupid. I'd be like, George, you're out your fucking mind. Like (laughs) you're not, you're not thinking strategically right sure long-term goal is to be able to do this full-time but you have to work up to that and i think people forget that working up to something is part of the process do you think people do that intentionally like oh if i don't plan too much i can say at least i tried to do it Mm -hmm. and then i can just go back to whatever the fuck it is so i think so see that's so fucking bad yeah and I think a lot of a lot of it is like they see the people that are successful in that field that they want to pursue as well. Yeah. And they think I can do that. Right. right. And I can do it in two months and three months or whatever it may be. So I'm just going to go all in, even though they probably never tried any of it before, uh, because what are they doing? They're comparing themselves to somebody who's already established and successful. Yeah. And they think that I can overnight it just like they did in their head. A lot of the people that we see are successful, like a lot of the comedians, they've been in the field for 10 years. You know what I mean? And in the last four years, they've blown up, 
right? Because of social media, whatever it might have been. Yeah. Uh, and I do that because I do the similar thing of seeing these people, and I'm like, ten years to get to where they are. Do I have ten years to put into like to comedy to get to that goal? You know, these guys, I love them, and I think they're great. And it took them ten years to get there. I don't think I'm that great. I don't know if I have the skills that they have. No way I'm going to be able to reach where they reached in less time. That's how I think about it. Yeah. I think you're thinking about it backwards. So it's like if this is really what you want to do, 10 years is nothing because you can spend the rest of your fucking life being great at it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not even 30 yet. So if you you hit your – like your peak in comedy at fucking 35, 36, you're right on schedule mm-hmm. because a lot of the motherfuckers that we watch are are that age. Yeah, I think that's also a problem of maturing too quickly in my part. Also. That I'm 29 and I've done so much already that I see age as like, like, like I joke around, oh, I'm about to be 30, I'm old, right? Because at 30, people are now maybe just getting serious in a relationship. And in their mid-30s, they're having kids, right? It's like, I feel like when it comes to stuff like that, I've already reached it. So there's not a lot of time left for me. You know what I mean? I've already done all this where you guys are already starting. Maybe my road is done. Mm. And the way you explain it is like, yeah, if I did 10 years trying to pursue a dream of comedy, at 29, about to be 30, not that bad no. when you say it that way. <laughs> yeah, and sure. I don't think it's it's weird because 10 years sounds like a long time. It's not. Right? It, it's In reality, it's not. Yeah. Like in 10 years, my kid will be 12 or 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's not very old. Still a child. <laughs> like, <laughs> so ass. it is weird that I think of time in in that way because yeah. of so much that I've already accomplished in my own that I just – kind of shut the door on so many other things right you know but nah man like you talk about how much you've accomplished up to this point and now i'm starting on a new like so you're entering a new phase of your life which is like you've done the family you've set your foundation yeah now you're trying to figure out where do i go from here yeah i think i kind of did it in reverse of what a lot of people do yeah right because people chase a career or a dream and try to establish themselves and then get settled and then and my dumbass was like, let's have kids and get married. And then now I'm trying to f- figure it out as far as work and career goes right. uh, with a wife, two kids, and a mortgage. I did it. I did it the other way. So, yeah. You know. And I think the way that you do it is the way that a lot of people do it. Yeah. They have to work on themselves. They have to figure out who they are as a person. They have to be happy in their work. Right. right? And then they can find somebody that they would like to share the rest of their lives with. But it's different and yet like it doesn't make it any easier. No. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. Cause now I've unlocked a new side of the fear of failure, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> I'm responsible for another person now. And up until this point, you know, I could, I could be as great as I want it to be. I only, I could benefit from that or you know, my family benefits from it. Yeah. And on the flip side of it is if I wanted to be mediocre or underperform, only I had to suffer for that. Only I had to answer to me. Yeah. Now it's like I have this person in my life who is expecting greatness because that's what I've I've done my best to show them. Like I'm capable of this. 
I'm I'm gonna give us this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure our life is so fucking great. Like if you want to stop working after we have kids, like you'll have that option. And then there's this fucking voice in the back of my head. It's like, can you really? Yeah. Can you really do it? Like, you haven't done it yet. You don't like you you're you're almost seven years in this business. Look at your counterparts. Like, you know, these people are making and there goes the comparison. Yes. Mm. Comparison is the thief of joy, for real. Because when it comes to, like, m- my success, I'm proud of what I've done. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And I'm happy with who I am and where I've come until I start looking at everything else everybody else is doing. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck. Like, in reality, yes, I could do be, I could be doing so much better. That's, that's valid. But then it's like, my journey was different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So who am I to fucking compare my insides to other people's outsides? Yeah. I don't know the fucking trials and tribulations that they've had to endure. I don't know what they've had to work on. All I know is now at this point, like, and I was just telling her this the other day, it's like, I do not want to let you down. Like, I don't want to let myself down. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, if I feed into that voice that I that I hear sometimes, like, it'll paralyze me. Because, like, fuck, the market's shifted. Should I go get a regular job like a lot of these fucking other realtors are doing? Like, should I go get a nine to five? Yeah. And, you know, if I tell anybody this, they'd be like, well, maybe you should. Because a lot of realtors do. A lot of realtors be like, well, man, the market's not what it used to be. It's a little bit harder. I think I'm just going to escrow my license until things kind of turn around and then, you know, maybe I'll get back into it. But I, I know what, that they've given into that, that voice. You know what I'm saying? They're afraid. Exactly. And I'm afraid too. But again, that, that gift that God gave me is no matter how afraid I am, I'm just going to keep fucking moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it's worked out good and bad. Sometimes I've fucking like what, the situation we talked about in last week's episode with my ex, um, you know, I, I saw that all the way through. Even though I had the voice on my head like, man, this is not going to work. Yeah. This is not going to work. I pushed it all the way to the fucking end. And it blew up in my face. But if I had, if I gave up on it early, if I listened to the voice and gave in, I would have never fucking known. I'd have been like, oh, what if it worked? What if we, you know... What if I had just done this or done this and we ended up getting married? And I would have had to live with this this not knowing, no yeah. fucking closure. I, and I don't want to do that shit to myself now. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I've been getting into prayer a lot more lately. And it's like I'm, I'm basically putting myself in this mindset, mindset of whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But I'm going to give it my fucking absolute best. Yeah. And regardless of what the fuck I'm hearing in the back of my head, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to see this road till the fucking end and get whatever God has planned for yeah. me. I have a question. If you yeah. would like to share sure. it, you know, it might be a little personal, but uh, when you had the conversation with Abby about your expectations and what you would want to succeed at or don't want to fail at, yeah. and you shared that with her, what was that conversation like on her end? Um, that's a good question, actually. And I guess I could have done a better job of fully understanding her her response. I think, though, 
the biggest thing that I took away from the conversation was she was grateful that I was vulnerable with her and that I was willing to share stuff like that. Cause that's been, um, that's been a tough thing for me to do with in our, in our relationship is letting down that guard. And, um, you know, cause I, I have this thing where, you know, yeah, I'm competitive, right. Yeah. And I want to be the best. I want to be the best. I want to, I want to beat everybody. And, at times, I think that I'm keeping people from seeing the other side of me because that's what they see me as. That's what they know me as mm-hmm. is, oh, Larry is a go-getter. Larry wants to be a high achiever. Larry has big dreams and shit. And so showing her that or telling her those things um, really like made me realize like, People don't know me, like, at my lowest or at my when I'm most vulnerable. And that shit is sad because you you basically come off as like trying to be somebody who's superhuman, and you know it's not true. Yeah, you're living a lie. Like you're not being honest with yourself. So then when I'm suffering, I gotta suffer in silence. I gotta suffer on my own in the dark. And I can't get support from the people I'm constantly trying to support. I'm constantly trying to be there for. And I guess it makes sense when people say, like, you know, you you don't you don't let me in. Like I hear that from her a lot. It's like I feel like well not anymore. So I, I felt like I heard it a lot in our early early on all our relationships was um I feel like you're not letting me in. Like I don't really get to to know you like who you are deep down and that's the shit like it's i don't want to appear to be somebody who's fucking weak but there's nothing wrong with being weak it's the staying weak like you know i I can have flaws everybody fucking has flaws i'm human am i willing to work on them for sure And, and maybe sometimes i need a little kick in the ass to work on certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have the right fucking partner, they should be willing to push you and support you in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause otherwise it's just you versus you and you stuck on a fucking Island. Yep. And you know, whenever you're fighting yourself, it's like, you're going to give in or the, the, the comfortable part of you is going to want to win more nine times out of 10. Yeah. You'll you'll let the the other the one you shouldn't be listening to mm-hmm. win, yeah. Because you know I've been here, kind of worked out so far. So why should I try anything extra? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, you know, it's funny when I said earlier, like fear of failure uh, is a double edged sword, because like I didn't want to be a dad for that reason because I was afraid that I wouldn't be good at it. I was afraid that I would be too selfish. I wouldn't be able to handle like my emotions or anger issues. Uh, And having a kid, I'm going to fail at that. Right. And then now I have two kids and the fear of failure is keeping me motivated to be a great dad. Right. The, that I can't let them down that I can't uh, like you said, like regress, let my mind state get to where it was before where I was a selfish person because, I mean, I think most people are yeah. um, or don't know how to handle my emotions. I didn't know how to communicate with my wife. Yeah. 
And like those things become examples for the kids on how they're going to handle situations when they get older. Um, so it's like with the comedy thing is I do. I, and maybe it's not, I don't know the idea of me wanting to chase it um, for myself, but also for them because I want to be an example of chasing a dream, right? Putting in the work to get something that I want, yeah. you know? So I, I owe it to to them to to do it. I think. I wish you wouldn't have brought that up, man. You're making me like fucking, <laughs> making me fucking feel emotional, bro. Because I'm thinking about um, like I, that's something I I think about a lot. Is like, am I gonna be a good fucking dad, bro? Yeah, I mean, it, it's actually terrifying. I think the uh, uh, if you think about it, and you th- and you're constantly thinking about it that separates you from so many other guys that yeah. don't even give a fuck. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're constantly trying to fix yourself or trying to be a better person because that's what you want for your kids and you're doubting yourself because, oh man, I yelled at somebody this way or I didn't handle this situation that way. You're acknowledging those things. Yeah. And when you have the kids, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to think about those situations and handle it differently in front of them because you want them to see the correct way of doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to spend more time with them because that's not something that you got. Yeah. And I know that you've spoken about that before, like your relationship with your father and, and how he wasn't there. So the only thing knowing you as long as I have is that you're going to be in their lives way more than they want you to be. I think, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> They're going to be like, fuck dad, like leave me alone. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I have no doubt in my mind about you being a dad. Wow. Yeah. I appreciate that. Cause yeah, like that's always a thing that's lingering, bro, is I didn't have any good male role models. Any. Yeah. And sometimes I have to question like, am I even man enough at my current level? Because what the fuck do I know about it? What the fuck do I know about being a man? Never really seen one. Mm-hmm. A lot of the dudes that I've seen growing up cheating on their wives, beating their wives, kids don't know where the fuck they at, drug dealers, doing all kind of shit. So when I think about having kids, it's like, um, am I going to let them down am I going to let myself down that, that failure shit it's like um, you uh, you want to go into everything being optimistic but this is like this is reality this is a whole person yeah the person they become living. the things that they like or dislike the trauma that they have growing up yeah. it's going to be revolved here. around real yeah and it's funny enough that um, we're actually talking about that because one of the articles that I was looking up for this exact conversation basically talked about where the fear of failure stems from. Mm-hmm. In most cases, it's um, having a parent who's unsupportive or who is um, like expects too much is too is too uh, was critical of the child, mm-hmm. and so like I you know I'm. 
God forbid I put anything else on my mom about how I, how I was <laughs> how I turned out. Yeah. But it's like when I think about that sometimes, she was pushing me to be successful and to be great yeah. in, in school and shit like that. So it would be like times where it's like, and I know this is gonna sound like very stupid to most people who are listening, because you know, like yo, I'm, I want my kid to be a straight A student, yeah, for sure. But it's like you know, times where I'd be like fucking miserable because I get one word wrong on my spelling list, and I gotta go back in the room for fucking 25, 30 minutes until yeah. I can get all of them right, a hundred percent. And you know, you're not allowed to come home with nothing less than a fucking A or a B. In my house. And I, you know, I look at her now. She's more understanding that every kid is different. Like, you know, like she has three other kids now. And she's raising them all. Um, she's raising them all according to who they kind of show up as, like, early on. Okay. Um, and she's way more supportive now of their little things that they want to do. But um, I, I think that. When I have kids, I'm going to not only am I going to support them in whatever it is that they want to become or whatever they want to chase. I'm also going to let them know that doing your best is all that you need to do as far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm not expecting perfection because nobody can be perfect. Like, do I want you to get good grades? Absolutely. But the reality is, like, not everybody likes school. And school ain't that fucking great. School is not perfect. It's a flawed system, to be perfectly honest. So I want them to go to school. I want them to get an education. But the number one thing I want them to know is that I love them no matter what. If they come home with an F, we're going to figure out why you got a fucking F. But I'm not going to call you dumb or anything like that and and put you down to make you feel like, you know, just because you got a fucked up grade, you're you're incapable of succeeding or you're incapable of, of being loved in certain respects. It's funny you say that because while I was in the gym the other day, um, John was talking to this kid, a young kid, uh, you know, they were, it's gym talk bullshit and back and forth. Right. And, uh, John jokes with the kid that you won't even try powerlifting, right? Because you're afraid that you won't come in first place. And the kid's like, yeah, like if I if I'm not gonna be able to get first place, why the fuck am I even trying? You know, like the way my dad, like he kind of brought in like that. That's how his dad taught him. Like if yeah. you're not fighting for number one, why are, you why are you doing it? And John was like, oh, daddy issue is cool, like like jokingly. Wow. Uh, and the, the kid's like, no, it's not daddy issues. And I was like, kind of, like maybe not daddy issues, but if your whole thing is is like I can't get to first place, so I'm not even gonna give it a chance. And it's because your dad, and it's because your dad taught you to think that way. Right. It's a lot of like, no, you give it your best shot. You don't know what you're capable of. Yeah. Um, work hard to get to where you want to be put, give yourself that goal and make sure you give it 110%. If you didn't do that, then you'll never really know what you're able of accomplishing. But if you put those blocks in your head, because I'm never going to be able to get to first place then you've already failed. And you know what's crazy is <laughs> most times if people give something their all, mm-hmm. they will fucking accomplish it. Like it doesn't, you might not get it on the first, second, or third time, but you try hard enough, long enough, you will get the fucking thing that you want. 
I honestly didn't know if I could ever pass the real estate exam. But I kept studying and I kept taking the fucking results from my previous tests and looking at the sections where I was struggling. Yeah. And I went back to the fucking vitamin shop, clocked in the work, and I looked up YouTube videos to help me fucking focus on those sections because clearly the fucking textbook was not doing it. Yeah. Uh, and I passed three times, three tests, you know, but like $200 down the fucking drain. <laughs> but if I had not done that, if I had not faced that fear, what the fuck would I be doing? Because I just got my degree a year ago. So I wasn't college educated. I mean, I was college educated, but I didn't have the credentials to to back that up. So what the fuck would I be doing? Still part-time key store, not even manager like yourself. I'd be still working for you. (laughs) I mean, you still do. So (laughs) (laughs) You're the dick. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing that I hope people take away is using, like a fear of failure is not a bad thing. No. It can but, be healthy. But use it to push you forward yeah. instead of preventing you from trying something. Real right. Use that as, as, a, as a motivator and not like, you know, because like I said, you're great at what you do and you're going to continue being great at what you do. That, did you say that? Because I don't remember. I, just, I said it, I think it was the first 10 minutes. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll capture it and put it in there. Yeah, you do that. I'm just going to get this clip and put it in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you're great at what you do because of your fear of failure. Yeah. All right. And you're gonna be great at being a dad because of your fear of failure. I hope so. And you that's the thing. Like use it as a positive and not a negative. Yeah. Like it's weird to think that a fear of failure can work as a positive, but if you alter it and make it that way, then yeah, it could work. I mean, yeah. The great the late great Kobe Bryant even said that he has a fear of failure. You know, he, he goes into the gym or goes into a game and he um he thinks about how his body feels like I'm breaking down. I'm tired. I just want to go home and chill, whatever. But you, you still got to show up. Mm-hmm. You still got to give, give everything you got to whatever it is that you're doing night in and night out. Yeah. Cause if you're not, you, you only hurting yourself. People be like, Oh, I'm just going, I'm just going to go home and bullshit. If you got shit to do, you're not hurting anybody but yourself or the people that are dependent on you. It, you, you, it's no cutting. It's no cutting corners in life. Yeah. Everything gonna come back to bite you in the ass. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think we got it. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today, George. Um, I appreciate you being here with us at the Man Cave Podcast. I get paid after, like, like today, or you guys send the money. Paid what in dick? Because that's a little inappropriate. No fucking money. Super inappropriate. You'll be hearing that's from my great. lawyer. I, know I can't afford one. That's a lot. And I use uh, Johnson & Johnson. Can you imagine? I have to go into like an ad. Johnson & Johnson? <laughs> Baby powder on your balls. Keep you <laughs> what fresh, is it? Morgan and & Morgan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't even get me Isn't started that on that trash-ass fucking billboards that I keep seeing. Oh, John, use her. Use her, yeah. John Morgan. John Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Trash-ass nigga. What if you want to sponsor the Man Cave Podcast, ah. John Morgan? <laughs> we ain't mad at you, player. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming through. We did it. We fucking forgot again. You fuck. I told you in a text. I just fist bumped you. And you gonna call yes, me a fuck? Because I said that we have to start the episode asking people to like it and to share it with people. Because we get a lot of people that watch it, but you guys don't fucking like it. 
Just like it. Just it's a quick. You click the video already. It takes three seconds. Boom. Literally. Like it. It's gonna help us out. It's gonna let other people that might want to watch it get it on their algorithm or their you know recommended page. Just hit the fucking up. Just one more, one more button. Guys, hit the video. Yeah, well, you know, most people are just turning it on and then maybe driving or whatever. But whatever. The shorts pull there's over. No, there's no excuse. <laughs> it's a thirty-second fucking video. Yeah. But I don't want to drag people because you've already done that. And if y'all don't like and subscribe, I'm gonna take my bandaid off and stick my finger on your. Actually, let's mouth. talk about that real quick. Thank you, you for coming, ladies your and gentlemen. Finger cutting butter. This is why we can never just end episodes. No, you cut your finger cutting you butter. About this right now, the butter was hard as shit, so I used a sharper knife than a butter knife. And you I didn't throw put it in the down. microwave for ten seconds because I was holding it over the fucking pan. I was just. And what did we learn? I learned that I need to leave the cooking. Stop to, being to a expert. fucking idiot because okay. who? There's a butter knife. There's a butter knife, and you're using a knife knife. I also, said the butter was hard as let's shit. Let's talk about. Larry not being able to find the charging port on this GoPro. All Let's right. talk about you not being able to find the hole in the vagina. Well, I got two kids. I found it. Eventually. Yeah. We got there. 10 years. This man sends me a video. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, it doesn't have a charging port while his finger is sitting on the fucking slot. All you have to do is pull down, pull up. And he's like, hey, this one doesn't have it. Yeah. And in the background, I see his cut ass fucking finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my man really cut his finger, cut it butter. Yeah. That was definitely a big loser moment for sure. It's all good though. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to share that with everybody. Fuck you. Appreciate you guys coming through. Peace. <laughs>